parrot. I love you, he said late that night. Then there were a few seconds of silence, during which Karen frantically tried to calculate how awkward it might be if she said, I love spending time with you, or else simply pretended she hadn't heard him. But she didn't want to hurt him, and she didn't want to wreck such a nice evening. And so she gave in and said it back. It was only after she'd said it that Karen realised that perhaps it was true, at least in part. She found herself blushing, despite the darkness and the fact there was no one there but she and him. Maybe it really was the first sting of love after all. And lying there, Karen began to imagine the two of them at some distant point in the future, where both their rough edges had been rubbed smooth against one another. And they'd found that point where the awkwardness of the first few weeks had been swapped for a deeper need between them. Two and a half years later, to be precise, 874 days that she later estimated she'd wasted on him, it ended much the same way. They were having the same argument they'd been having for weeks, rehashing the same accusations about money badly spent, emotions ignored, and opportunities trampled. When Karen found herself saying, just to spite him, if that's how you feel, then maybe you'd just be better off without me. As soon as the words were out, she saw that she could leave, and maybe she should, and it was therefore only a matter of time until she did. But it seemed such a shame to leave them there, at the moment when Karen stopped listening to him and started pulling her clothes from the wardrobe and stuffing them into her suitcase. Let's rewind instead, and return to the beginning, to that night when everything still lay ahead of them, and Karen first began to grasp the idea that all it took was saying the words to make a possibility harden into fact. Don't pay a blind bit of notice to those cynics who don't believe in magic, Karen said to her friends in those blissful early weeks. There are simple spells all around us. She had not quite understood, however, that it was neither she nor him who had cast the spell. She naively believed, as most of us do, that she controlled the words she used. In fact, it was the other way around. It was the words themselves that changed reality, that brought some hidden potential to life. Language is not at our mercy. It only tricks us into believing that. It's like a virus or infection that makes us slaves to the ideas it plants within us. Things really are just as we believed as children. As long as we say nothing, as long as we keep our secrets and worries unspoken, they will never become real. But the moment someone says something out loud, it will find a way to come true. Is there such a thing as knowing too much? Next week's five-minute story, Wales, will be available from Tuesday at www.sammeekings.com. <laughs>